All right, uh, who are we up to? <clears throat> uh, we're uh, still on presidents, Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford, well, he's in good shape. <laughs> Just covering our bases, Tom, you never know. Okay. All right, all right. Gerald Ford dead today at the age of 83. Okay, good, and one for next year. All right, all right. Gerald Ford dead today at age 84. Uh, a little sadder. All right, all right. Gerald Ford dead today at age 84. That was good, good. Okay, what now, what now? Uh, now let's do one for if he's shot. Well, what are the chances of that? We're, we're just covering contingencies. Tom. I mean, it just seems like Gerald Ford... Look, not look, gonna... look, look. You're the one who wants to spend the whole winter in Barbados, okay? All right. You know, we got to get ready. we got to be ready with something just in case. All right, Tom? All right, all right, all right. Gerald Ford shot dead today at age 83. Uh, add the word senseless. All right. Gerald Ford shot dead today at the senseless age of 83. Um, uh, all right, all right, yeah. all right. Gerald Ford senselessly shot dead at the age of 83. Good, good. Uh, okay, now suicide. What? Just read it. All right. Gerald Ford dead today after jumping out of an office building senselessly. It's a nice touch. Uh, okay, moving on. All right. Gerald Ford dead today from an overdose of crack cocaine. Good, good. Next. All right. St stunning news from Michigan as former President Gerald Ford was chopped into little bits by the propeller of a commuter plane. Good, one take. All right, we got it? Uh, no, we got eaten by wolves. What? Now, come on. Just read it. Gerald Ford isn't going to be eaten by wolves. Taft was. Really? Taft? Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, all right. Tragedy today as former President Gerald Ford was eaten by wolves. He was delicious. The thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are only those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I'm Mike Erdenbeck. I'm Alex Corley. And these are our Soberless Thoughts. Hey, Soberless Thinkers. I'm Mike Erdenbeck, and with me as always is the 2017 AVN Male Performer of the Year, Alex Gourley. Man, I wish that was true. Uh, <laughs> not, you not mean me. that's not true? Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, they, I don't even know. Did they give a, a trophy for last place? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Dundee. Yeah, the Dundee. <laughs> oh, all right, so tonight... Uh, we're going to be talking about something crazy because I was curious as to why uh, my buddy Donnie didn't win uh, the presidency a couple years ago. And then he texted me the other day and was like, dude, this is what's going on. 
And I was like, Donnie. Okay. All right. That makes sense. All right. Cool. So I'm going to pass along the information to everybody tonight. Okay. So uh, first, what we're drinking tonight is uh, the Headhunter India Pale Ale. Tell us about that, Alex. So this is Headhunter from India Pale Ale. It's from Fathead Brewery that comes from Ohio in the United States. Uh, <laughs> so this is a uh, an American IPA ranked number 19th uh, on Beer Advocate. It has a score of 96, world class. Um, it is 7.5. That's high. 96 yeah, is high. Yeah, it is actually pretty high. Uh, this actually I saw on the side of the can. It said award winning. So obviously they've done some things with it. Yeah. I don't know if I actually have all the uh, um, all the awards it's got, but I definitely have. Um, it is like I said, seven point five ABV, uh, average four point three three. On the I think that's like on the rating scale. Um, let's see. The notes here, Headhunter is an aggressively dry-hopped West Coast-style IPA with a huge hop display of pine, grapefruit, citrus, and pineapple. A punch-you-in-the-mouth brew for those who truly love their hops. Uncivilized, aggressive, award-winning. What does um, that even mean, aggressively? Uh, like, how do you aggressively hop something? I don't know. It's like extreme Doritos. How can Doritos be extreme? It's extreme! Extreme Doritos. It's cheesy. And then it kicks you in the fucking teeth with cheese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so it's like that with beer. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see what award they got. <laughs> that is one thing that I miss about the late 90s. <laughs> is the extreme Doritos and the extreme Mountain Dew and everything was extreme. Yeah, what well, you know what it was, right? It was uh, they were, you know, Tony Hawk, Pro Skater, all those were out. You had the X Games that were blowing up finally, and then they had to perpetuate the food with it. Yeah, the like X. everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Generation X, <laughs> Generation Extreme, Extreme. Well, while we're waiting on this, you ooh, you want to try these bad boys out? Yeah. Ready to get, what, ready were to get, what were we waiting on? I was seeing what awards they won, but... Oh. Internet. <laughs> Internet. All right. Yeah. Cheers.
stop Meet my friend the lonesome It's killing time is extreme <laughs> that is aggressively extreme oh jesus it's pine i definitely get that pine yeah that's, in the pine. that's very in hoppy the very very uh that's a that's a that's a strong ipa flavor yeah for sure I like it though. It's, it tastes great. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> this is not going to sound very good, but you know how I know it's a good IPA. Now, oh. when I feel like after I drank the first sip, I could hawk the biggest loogie. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, it does because it's like it, it, it sits it right in the your, back of your throat, <laughs> and it's making my whole mouth salivate. I'm just like, wow, mm. it just got the waterworks started. Oh. It's so good, but then it makes you want to take another drink. Yeah, right. dude, like I can't even talk. My mouth's just yeah. full of Definitely. saliva. Yeah, a little, a little dry on the back end, piney. I don't mm. get. I could va- like if you slap your lips together, it's kind of grapefruity, but. Mm. Oh man, you know what it tastes like? <laughs> it tastes like. I was trying to think of one myself. Go ahead. <laughs> what does it taste like, Mike? What it tastes like is when. You're on the half pipe, right? And you get up and you and you get up off the side, right? And you come yep. up and you do your little little nine ganger and you land but you but you accidentally slip a little bit and you go down on your knees and your board comes off and it slides up the other side of the half pipe and this dude up there fucking snatches it right out of the air and then splits it on his freaking knee. That's what this tastes like. Yeah. Aggressively extreme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how I'm going to get through this 
uh, whole episode drinking this, but Ooh, actually here real quick. You ready mm. for this? Yeah. For the, the awards, the extreme aggressive awards. Yes. Awards. Yes. 2017 right. avian male performer of the year awards. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I did, uh, I did a shoot and I can only do it once now. Uh, throughout my back now. Uh, <laughs> so the, uh, the fat head, uh, I don't know, fathead, headhunters. I don't know why I said fathead. All right, so this, so they got an award in 2014 because it's got fathead a, brewing. Uh, yeah, that's why I was yeah. sitting there looking at the can. Um, so they got a silver in the World Beer Cup in 2014. They got another silver in the World Beer Cup in 2012. They got a Grand Champion National IPA Challenge 2012, a bronze medal in the Great American Beer Festival 2011. Silver medal, Great American Beer Festival, 2010, and Grand Champion National IPA. So basically, National IPA, I'm assuming is America, America. Um, yeah. But they got uh, Grand Champion that twice, so that's pretty good. With the same beer. With the same beer. Yeah. They just keep putting the same shit out. Like this is it. This is the shit right here. Yeah. Right. Mm. I like it, man. I'm a fan. What's yeah. the APV on this? 7.5. 7.5, yeah. Dude. Yeah, so these are boo-boo fixers. Boo-boo fixers. Oh, and by the way, I just need to let everybody know that uh, when this is released, it is post-Alex Gorley's birthday, but everybody needs to wish him a happy, happy birthday on you social damn media. right. Yep. Say happy birthday to Alex. He turns 47 this year. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's crazy. I'm still in the AVNs at 47. I know. Got the, yeah, I got that strong prostate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, I was sitting there going, all right, you know how like people in the NFL and NBA, you know, they can only go till like at their best, like 30s to late mid 30s, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you think it's the same for male performers no it's, it's not the same you know why why because there's no restrictions on the drugs they're allowed to take that is true that <laughs> is because they actually they actually go oh it's not working here take a shot take a pill yeah Have some happy pop tarts whatever the hell it is like uh that's so true yeah it's the only and if it, it was a sport it's the only sport allowed that you're allowed to take performance enhancing drugs yeah please take as many as you can <laughs> You, you know, and you th- if you think about it too, same thing with female actresses. Like, you don't, you don't ever have to quit. You just go to a different league, right? Like, like you know, you might start off as like a twenty-something doing College Girl, and then you become like no, just, you start off with the barely eighteen. Yeah, thing, even right? though they're like twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And you, you do the barely eighteen, and then you move into college sluts and then yeah. you move into just sluts you've graduated yeah. sluts and then you become a milf between there All right and then you become a gilf yeah that's and right like well it's like milf and then like stepmom stuff oh good call good call yeah no i totally forgot that whole genre yeah um, <laughs> so yeah, it's literally the only the only sport you you don't you, if it's like a 
it's like being a boxer where you like you just you get, just keep getting fat. You know what I'm saying? Like I right. started off a featherweight, <laughs> I just keep getting fatter. I'll just end up at heavyweight here in about 20 years. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. as as long as I can keep my feet moving and my head swaying, I'm good to go. Right. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tonight we are talking about uh, something that. I had no idea even existed, which is surprising to me as much American history as I've done in my lifetime. Yeah. I'm talking about the 20 year curse. Yeah. You've got me interested in on this. Otherwise known as the Tippecanoe curse or the Tecumseh curse. Ooh, do go on. So this all started with William Henry Harrison which I am an alumni of whoop, whoop. <laughs> in 1811 at the battle of Tippecanoe. So Tecumseh was an American Indian and he uh, was really pissed off because these other tribes had basically sold a giant area of land to the United States the newly formed United States. And he was like, Hey, these other tribal leaders can't just sell all the fucking land because they don't own all the fucking land. Like, like there's other tribes and shit around here. Like you can't just because one dude says, yeah, you can have it. Just give me some money. Yeah. One guy's saying you can basically he's selling property that isn't his. Exactly. Right. And, And that's what, that's what Tecumseh was so pissed off about. And he's like, look, like this is my home that you're coming in and saying is yours because of some treaty that you signed with some other jackass that I don't even know. Right. And uh, so he like gathered up like 400 of his warriors and like came down into the town where William Henry Harrison was. And at this point he was just like a, like a general in the army. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like, look, like he basically cussed him out. Right. And William Henry Harrison is just sitting there the whole time looking at him. Yeah. I don't speak your shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, And then he'd look at a translator and the translator would try and translate it. And he'd look back at him and he'd be like, yeah, I don't care. Like you can fuck off. Like, dude, this is my shit now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and totally just disrespected him basically. And, uh, so Tecumseh, at first he was going to, I think he like pulled out a tomahawk or some shit and was like, and was yelling at his other warriors, like, like kill this motherfucker. And right. And so William Henry Harrison pulls out his saber, his like army saber. And like all the other soldiers all like point their guns at Tecumseh. All right. So what's like, it was like a Mexican standoff at this point. Right. Right. <laughs> And Tecumseh finally is like, all right, all right, all right, all right, we'll go. We'll go. So they leave. And after they left, uh, Tecumseh starts going around the other different local tribes that weren't part of the original assholes that sold the land and was like, hey, we're trying to build up as big of a resistance as we can. Let's all get together so we can fight these guys, right? And get them out of here. Right. So as he's like going around from 
from tribe to tribe trying to get people together, uh, William Henry Harrison has like spies in the different tribes, right? <laughs> that like are working for him and they're reporting back to him like, hey, Tecumseh is not with his army right now. So he left his he left his little brother in charge, which was his name was he went by uh, uh, it was Tenakawaka Tenskowatawa, otherwise known as the prophet. Oh, shit. So that's what they, and he was like a, basically like a medicine man type of guy, right? He was like the crazy one. (laughs) Okay. So they, so Tecumseh left him in charge of the army. Well, William Henry Harrison gets, gets word of this and is like, like writes to the secretary of war or whoever. And he's like, Hey, look, dude's gone. He's got his psycho little brother in charge of the army in charge of their warriors right now. Let me go up there and just fucking take them out. And then we don't have to worry about them no more. So he finally gets the okay from the army. And at this point he's old. William Henry Harrison is old. He's already retired. He's like trying to do the politician game now. Oh, yeah. And he's like, but let me be in charge. Yeah. And they're like, eh, they're hesitant at first because they're like, dude, you're like, you're old news now, you know? Right. You're like, you're already retired. You're an old man. You need to be sitting in front of the fire somewhere, not (laughs) leading the battle, you know? Yeah. So he finally convinced them, though, to let him be the one to lead this army this up to up to fight these indians so he goes and he goes up there and they get like right outside of where they think the indians are and they set up camp and when they set up camp he shouldn't have been leading the fucking army because he leads lets them like just start up these big bonfires and stuff at their camp totally giving away their position to right. where the and the indians surround their camp and in the middle of the night, attack the camp, right? Right. Well, he ends up losing, I think it was like 62 men and like 126 men are injured. But the prophet and his warriors end up losing like almost 200 people. Damn. Because they're, they're and they're very anti, uh, the reason why they were having such trouble fighting the Americans was because they're very anti- Western or uh, like white people's weaponry and anything that has to do with white people, uh, like their civilization and all that kind of shit. Yes. So, so they're using like literal tomahawks and bows and arrows and shit while the army had like Gatlin guns. <laughs> like yeah. I was going to say you have platoons of dudes with guns. Like, right. They, exactly. they might've been like those Minutemen, but man, like those things could take out somebody. Right, exactly. So so they end up killing more than double what the Americans lost and the prophet takes his warriors and they boot scoot and boogie on out of there with what's left. And this is called the Battle of Tippecanoe. Okay. Because it's on like the Tippecanoe River. So William Henry Harrison becomes like super famous throughout the nation of being like this great 
war hero now who defeated all the all the natives in the Battle of Tippecanoe. So then when he runs for office for presidency, he runs under the slogan Tippecanoe and and Tyler too. Old because he, he went by the nickname Old Tippecanoe. And yeah. so his slogan was Old Tippecanoe and Tyler too. And it was like something just just like caught the tongue and was catchy and people right caught on to it and and he was like a war hero and all this other shit. But he was like when he was elected, he was like the oldest person ever elected president all the way up until like Biden and then whoever it was before after Biden or and Trump and Trump was old. Biden was old, but he was even older than them. I can't remember who the oldest one was, but I know I was sitting there thinking that like, oh man, let me, uh, like how old, cause Trump was like in his seventies, right? I'm not sure. I think William Henry Harrison was like 67, 68 when he was elected. Yeah. But that doesn't even have anything to do with the, what I'm talking about. I know. I, I'm just <laughs> curious now. Actually, I think, uh, Biden is actually the oldest 78 and then Donald J. Trump was 70. Ronald Reagan was 69. Yeah. And would you say William Harrison? Yeah. Yeah. He's number four, actually, right after Ronald Reagan, 68 in 23 yeah. days. Yeah. So, so at the time, he was the oldest. And then he was the oldest for a long time, all the way up until Reagan. Right. I was like, man, you're jumping, you know, like him, you know, jump up a couple hundred years, boom. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So before. He became president and won that presidency. This yeah. was in 1840, won the presidency. Right before that, Tecumseh was engaged in another battle against somebody else and was killed in battle. And over his dead body, his younger brother, the prophet, cursed William Henry Harrison for not going with Tecumseh all those years back and doing the treaty that they wanted to do that basically started this whole Tecumseh war that had been raging. Yeah. And so he, so he like all these eyewitnesses said that he basically was over his body yelling into the sky, like cursing William Henry Harrison. Right. <laughs> so Harrison becomes president and it's, the shortest presidency in the history of president. He was president for three weeks after his inauguration. He was dead within three weeks from pneumonia. I remember, I remember hearing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, so this is what a lot of the historians think is the actual reason why he died was because there was all this talk in the newspapers and stuff at the time about how he was the oldest president ever elected and he didn't want to seem to be like this old man that couldn't get shit done so at his inauguration he decided that he was going to not wear an overcoat and ride his horse into the into where he performed the inauguration and then give the longest inauguration speech in the history of presidents still to this day it was like almost three hours long and then in the whole time, not wearing a coat and then rode, jumped back on his horse and rode back out, and out of there. And they think that 
that that day he caught pneumonia doing that and he died from the pneumonia that he caught that's all because of ego yeah He's like no 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 i got this i'm still i still i still can ride i'm gonna show them i'm gonna show them so here's where the 20 years curse comes in now all right after william henry harrison every single president elected in a 20 year at 20 years later dies in office every single one of them and i'm gonna go through the list just so you know because i got it right here thank you because i I was sitting there going so uh, so william henry harrison in 1840 right yep dies three weeks later of pneumonia 1860 20 years later abraham lincoln is is elected president and he's Mm. Assassinated by the almighty and powerful John Wilkes Booth, the actor, yeah. in 1865. Then 20 years after that, in 1880, James A. Garfield is elected president. And he is then assassinated by Charles Julius Gattu. Then, in 1900, William McKinney is elected president and William McKinney is assassinated by Leon Kozolzis a year later. Is up with these assassins names. <laughs> I don't know. man. <laughs> I don't know. So, so the James A. Garfield in 1880, we know about yeah. John Wilkes Booth, right? The assassin. Right. Yeah. We, everybody knows that one. Yeah. Right. The Garfield, I was like, I, man, I'm so, not the, like, look that up. So this dude, uh, was like a big contributor to uh, Garfield's uh, campaign. Okay. And then uh-huh. he was basically, he told people that he was promised a cabinet seat because uh-huh. he like, because he like contributed so much money to Garfield's campaign. And then when Garfield became president, he basically said, ah, thanks, but no thanks. Right. And didn't give him a cabinet seat, so he shot him. <laughs> Damn. He said, well, then I'm going to shoot you, you son of a bitch. Yeah, right. That's how they settled things back then. Right. So then we have William McKinney in 1900, who was assassinated by Leon Kozolski. What This guy was uh, pissed off because... Uh, because there was like a big crisis, like a economic crisis going on at the time and he lost his job. And then he uh, signed up with the anarchist party or like some big or not a party, but just some big anarchist group that he right. signed up with. And uh, at the time there was a bunch of anarchists going around killing national leaders around the world and it was in the it was in the newspapers all the time so he decided that that was the thing that he needed to do as an anarchist was to take out our national leader who was the recently elected william mckinney and he uh went to go to like some meet and greet that he was at and he and he waited until he came to shake his hand and when he came to shake his hand he stabbed him right in the gut. 
Damn. And uh, well, he actually, he he went to stab him the first time and kind of missed him and just kind of shanked the side of him a little bit. And then as he like tried to turn and run, he like reached around. He like reached around him and just basically gutted him. That's cold. It's like, damn. <laughs> I can't even imagine what the hell that feels like. I don't want to know. I don't want to. Yeah, no, no shit. All right. So then that was in 1900. So 1920, Warren G. Harding is yeah. elected president. And he dies of a heart attack in 1923, still during his term. And uh, this is also of very suspicious circumstances because Warren G. Harding was corrupt as fuck. And his entire cabinet was super corrupt. And they were constantly like uh, just selling out and, and, uh, and stealing tax dollars like crazy. And they were yeah. making huge profits off of taxpayers. And uh, a lot of people think that and, and Warren G. Harding was like having like multiple affairs behind his wife's back too. And they think that this girl basically started to uh, blackmail him and was like, hey, like we're going to we're going to come out about all of the shady shit you're doing with the tax dollars and how you and your cabinet stealing it all if you don't do X, Y and Z. And he was about to be like, well, fuck you. I'll just come clean myself. And. Right. <laughs> and that way I don't have to deal with the blackmail and he was already feeling guilty about everything else that was going on so he was about to come public with everything that was going on and resign from the presidency and right before he could do that he drops dead of a heart attack supposedly mm. right mm. like literally the day before he had like a press conference scheduled he dies of yeah. a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, shadier things have happened, I guess. <laughs> right, right. And then, of course, after he's dead already, people, investigative journalists and people come and figure this shit out anyways. And his, right. Cause it, because when he died, he had a super, like, pristine reputation. And after he died, like, his reputation just went straight to shit. And now he's known as, like, one of the worst presidents we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. So that was in 1920. Then in 1940, we have Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah. Who died of a cerebral hemorrhage, maybe, in 1945. Now, oh, keep, keep going. This also is under suspicious circumstances. Yeah. Because Roosevelt was very anti- bringing the Nazi scientists and shit over to the United States to help build up like our space program and everything else that they did uh, with yeah. Operation Paperclip. I don't know if you know about Operation Paperclip. Basically, what we did was us and Russia basically split up all the top, sci top Nazi scientists and they got half of them and we got half of them. And they got zero, like, any kind of uh, um, accountability at all for what they did in Germany. 
Right. And and we like they're like some of them are like actual national heroes, quote unquote, in the United States, but they were actually Nazi fucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I've definitely heard a little bit of that. I uh there there's actually been talk I mean there's been references to that on like Marvel movies and stuff like that. Um but yeah, that's uh that's crazy to think about. That yeah. they're just like, hey, you're too smart. Right. Uh, well, so we'll Roosevelt, give you a mulligan. Right. So Roosevelt was was very against that. And he was the president. And he's like, yeah, he's like, no, you CIA fucks. You're not bringing these people over here. Like, it's right. not going to happen. And then, of course, they're like, well, then you die. And uh, he died. And then they brought him yeah. all over. <laughs> now. All right. So I think it was him. I swear there's a story about his wife like having that hemorrhage like he didn't die immediately it was like something and I don't know if I got the right president I'll have to go back and look I swear there was one where he had some kind of brain issue where he literally couldn't like articulate or move and he was bedridden but they didn't want it to go out yet because there were things that needed to be done with Congress and the Senate and all that so essentially his wife was saying was taking charge was literally they always argue like she was kind of the first quote unquote woman president because she was speaking on behalf of him yeah but kind of running things and she goes no no he can't come but this is what it is and I'm going to sign these things and these things are going to happen yeah Eleanor Roosevelt yeah so yeah. It, it's it, I'll have to look into that more but yeah there's some uh, cool right, but- nuances to that but. Yeah, but, keep going though. Yeah, but people think that uh, some, well, I don't say some his, some historians slash conspiracy theorists think yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, some scholars act- and people that were aluminum foil. Go ahead. Have uh, think that it was actually poisoning that he was mm. poisoned, and it wasn't, and which caused the cerebral hem- 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 hemorrhaging, but it was. It was poison that caused that to, to happen right. because they're trying to get him out so they could per- continue with this Operation Paperclip. Yeah. So that's 1940. So 20 years later, in 1960, JFK is elected president. Right. And we, and we all know that one. We all know how his wife shot him and killed him. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, dude, I've seen so many different theories. I've seen the theory about his wife shooting him. I've seen the theory about the driver of the car that he was in turn around and shot him in the head. Like, and of course, the grassy knoll thing. And then, you know, obviously it was really just Lee Harvey Oswald, but whatever. It's wild we haven't covered that one, actually. Well, (laughs) that's maybe another. That would take forever. I was gonna say that 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 might be one for a couple segments. Yeah. So, uh, and the whole reason why he was killed, I think, is because he was about to put uh, America back on like a silver, like a silver-backed currency. Right. The whole Federal Reserve thing. Yeah, and get rid of the Federal Reserve, which. Yeah. Yeah, that can't happen. Money can't happen. Right. Right. Money is the quickest way to get yourself killed. Right. Yeah, exactly. When 
está todo. Bien, bien. Bueno, de lo que estamos hablando, van a ser 50 mil bolas. 25 ahora y 25 después. Ya que usted agarre noticias de que Don Miguel ha muerto. Nos veremos en el centro de Los Ángeles. Ahí por la pico y la Figueroa. Looking back in the days of my youth, no doubt I didn't have any role models kicking the truth out So who am I supposed to look up to? Them, them's on the corner of the boys in blue Now I had two choices, what could I be? Damn what, running with the pigs or the G's Let's see, a pig ain't done nothing for me But tried to guide me to the penitentiary The G's on the other hand wanna see me Calling shots in the hood for putting homies See the way I'm pumped, unfortunately Some I think I broke with the neighborhood On the street are detrimental And these got strikes and pigs credentials Growing up ain't easy in the central For a while, then come back again. I used to have to hit them with the long range shot. In times I got better, and the closer I got, the last thing I learned was the knife in hand. Oh, how I could kill a man. You could never understand how my mind works. The professional methods I use when I do dirt, enemies and adversaries. No combat, I catch him in the Was ever there for me to talk to? Now I'm running with the sick, sick crew. You can never understand what I go through. There can never be another nigga filling my shoes. Sometimes I wonder how I made it this far in the game. Set tripping, giving up the set I claim. Pigs looking at me and they wanna take game, but I don't give a give a because it's all the same. In the soul of the one We've gone from 1840 all the way to 1960, and every single president in a 20 in that like every 20 years has died in right. office, right? So now, so now we're at 1980 in the election of Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan were very, very aware. Of the yeah. 20 year curse. And Nancy Reagan begged and pleaded Ronald Reagan to not even run yeah. for presidency 
1980 because of the 20 year curse. And <laughs> he's like, no, look, if I die in office, then I'm going to live every moment until the day that I die in office doing everything I can for my country. Yeah. Ronald Reagan, great man, right? Well, he, there was an assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan a year after he took office. Did you know this? Did not. He was shot by a man named John Hinckley, John Hinckley Jr., and like four other guys, including like Secret Service agents and uh, governor and like a couple other people that were all like in the group that he was standing in, all got shot. Right. They just like laid out the whole clip on him, right? Well, Ronald Reagan didn't die, but maybe he did. <laughs> maybe he all did. All right. No, no. I like and just keep it coming. Me out now. Because Nancy Reagan was known for being huge into occult shit and black magic shit. And yeah. she, I think, I think he died and she black magic zombied his ass for the rest of his Damn. known days. And even his own son said that after he was shot, that he basically just fell into dementia and they had to like very strategically have him like give speeches and like not do like press conferences and just like basically read off the teleprompter, then walk away and like all this other shit because he just mentally right. was absent and that, and they thought that he had just fell into dementia. Well, I think he had died and Nancy Reagan and all her witches and shit that she used to have in offices, like she had actual witches, witches in offices in the White House as like her assistants yeah. and like secretaries and shit. <laughs> and I think she kept him alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I think he actually died. Yeah. I think he actually died. And it and it continued on. So then and then we're going to we're going I'm gonna go on to the next one, but we're gonna like Reagan and the next couple okay. we're gonna continue with afterwards because <laughs> I found out some other crazy ass shit last night that really fucking blew my mind. So that's in nineteen eighty. In two thousand George W. Bush yep, remember that. is elected president. Supposedly, right. George W. Bush is still alive today. But let me tell you, did you know that a year after he was elected president, right after 9-11 happened, somebody tossed, somebody threw a live Damn. grenade at him. And supposedly, it was yeah. a dud and didn't go off. Although all the witnesses that were there have since Ooh, been shit. eliminated. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, even with Reagan, I'm like, why do you need? What if they just have doppelgangers? Be like, have you ever seen uh, the movie The Devil's Twin? 
with about uh, yeah. Saddam Hussein's crazy ass son. Yeah, dude, Saddam Hussein had like fifty, well, like fifty doubles. So, or something like, like that. Saddam Hussein's like son, amount. who was like notorious for being like the like the most evil son of a bitch you ever met in your life, right? And it basically is a story about the guy who was his like his double and had to go be him and like constantly being shot. I'm like, and it, you know, that was a pretty prominent practice, even back in the day. Like it can't be that hard to find someone that vaguely looks like you shit. I saw a thing where uh, a comedian, uh, Whitney Cummings ran into a fan on, and you can go find her on her Instagram. Looks just like her sounds just like her. And it's super creepy. You're like, holy shit balls. Yeah, man. Dude, it happens. They, yeah, every, I think every national leader's got at least a couple. Yeah. So George W. Bush dies from this hand grenade tossed at him, right? Right. Well, did you know that the Bushes are one of the major uh, stockholders in IBM? Mm. And did you know that in. He's a in, cyborg. In the 80s, IBM <laughs> had perfected androids. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So 20 years of all, 20 years after they'd already perfected androids, which this has all been wiped from the internet, but I have the Wayback Machine yeah. and I can find all this shit out. And dude, there's, there's, pictures and everything else of these androids that IBM had in the 80s that looked and acted and were like you couldn't tell them from from people right I think he's to this day an IBM android <laughs> George nice. W. Bush's yeah yeah Freaking that's nice. my belief so oh. so back to the beginning of this podcast yeah I said, Donnie text me. And I was like, Donnie, why why did you? And he says, look, dude, I threw the election. He's like, it's like I bought off the people who run the who run the 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 scanners and all that shit where you where you vote. Yeah. The voting machines. He's like, I paid them all to give Biden all the votes. He said, please fucking give him the votes. Because the twenty year curse, I'm not trying to die. I'm not trying to be the motherfucker dead. <laughs> yeah. That's what he that's what he said. And I was like, dude, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> he didn't want to be part of the twenty year curse. Yeah, I mean that's I mean I could actually kind of see that happening. Uh yeah. <laughs> um and it would be just uh the part like no one would like the last person you'd suspect. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I get, everybody's like, he like, because because a ton of conspiracy theorists out there talk about all the time about how Biden stole the election and this that eighty one million votes the most voted for president like the most popular president in the history of the United States right yeah well shit <laughs> Trump's like take them all. We we need you to have all those votes. He sent his own Trump trucks. They're on video showing up to 
to pollster areas and like dropping off ballots that a hundred percent went to Biden. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not to tie in another conspiracy here, but it would like if like something like if the 20 year curse is true, it would also make the Simpsons true. Cause you know, the thing about the Simpsons, right? What's that there's, which we need to get into the, that's something like we'll have to tie into later, like get into actual big Simpsons. Uh, so the, so basically the Simpsons have been telling, like predicting the future for years now. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, I've seen all those. I've seen the Simpson predictions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So one of them's like Donald Trump with like, uh, there was that famous picture of him with all the people touching the orb and there's, they did it in the Simpsons like years before. Um, there, there's another episode where, Lisa Simpson is the president and she's the first woman president. And she goes, we've got to do this because we have to fix. She says something kind of backhanded like, yeah, we got to do this because uh, Donald Trump left a mess to fix or something like that. And this was before Donald Trump ever, like everyone had always asked Donald Trump if he wanted to be president, like in the eighties and nineties, even. Like, if yeah. you go back and look, and he always like, nah, nah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So this is like one of those episodes, like before he even expressed interest. So like, right. if it comes true, that means like, you know, if, if something happens to Biden, then Kamala Harris becomes president. And then that's the first woman president, a.k.a. Uh, that's Lisa Simpson becoming yeah. the first woman president. And it's like, holy shit. What kind yeah. of prodigal... Uh, prodigy or not product uh, oracle um, do they have over at the Simpsons writing staff but yeah yeah uh, no that was my prediction at the beginning of this year remember yeah that Kamala Harris would become president yeah oh no I, ever since I saw that Simpsons episode I've kind of been like eh, I mean he is the yeah. oldest president I mean even if it wasn't something crazy like you know right all right now dude listen right. this is something that I found last night so I was doing some last minute research on this just to make sure I had all my IBM facts together. Right. right. And, <laughs> and I found out that when Ronald Reagan was shot at Bush, uh, the Bush senior was sitting in a room already waiting with like the, I think it's like the speaker of the house or somebody like whoever it is that like basically signs the, or has them put their hand on the Bible or whatever and swears them in as president. He had them already in the room with him, like waiting, ready to go. And like all these other people like in like, like press and everybody else, like waiting, just waiting for the call. Right. Before it even happened. Mm, okay yeah and then and then he had like no explanation afterwards as to why he was holding this like he had these people there that's some like, house right? of card shit right there right <laughs> so then so then come to find out he's having dinner with the father of the guy who shot reagan the night before reagan gets shot Ooh. So they go way back. 
because John Hinckley Sr. is this huge oil tycoon in, in Texas. And, of course, you know, the Bushes are all tied up in the oil in Texas, right? Right. So they go way back. So he's friends with them. And he's literally having dinner with the dude's dad the night before he gets the son shoots Reagan. Damn. Right? Yeah. Of course, in the media at the time, they all, <laughs> listen, listen, five hours, five hours after Reagan is shot, Bush leads the quote-unquote investigation into Hinckley and the conspiracy behind the assassination attempt of Reagan. Yeah. Led the investigation is led by Bush himself and and within 5 hours he says that there's nothing to see here. No conspiracy. And it's been and it's been shelved ever since then. Yeah. Must be nice. Right? Yeah. Dude, it gets even deeper than that. <laughs> because not only does Bush and Hinckley go way back, they're fucking related. Ooh. They're cousins. Mm-hmm. If you go back, like, I think it's like three or four generations, they have the same, like, great great grandfather. Right. The Samuel Hinckley. Mm, damn. Well, it's crazy just that by itself. Just the fact he knows the dude's father like that, like the likelihood that alone should scream something. Yeah. And I bet you and not. And not only, not only do they, are they related? Do you know who else is the offspring of this Samuel Hinckley? <laughs> no. Barack Obama. Shut the fuck up, bro. I swear to God, dude. <laughs> I swear to God Almighty. Oh, shit. This Bush and Obama are like eighth cousins. No shit. Yes. Damn. Through the, through the Hinkley bloodline. Yeah. Through the Hinkleys are the ones that shot Reagan. Right. <laughs> So the Hinkleys are like Illuminati. Dude, they're like the richest people in America. Right. They're like they're like super rich oil tycoons. <laughs> yeah, they're like Rockefellers or uh Oh fuck. Yeah. Is that nuts, man? That's crazy. That's wild. <laughs> I didn't know. Dude, I found that last night going through like these genealogy websites. And I was like, no. No, this can't be true. This can't be real. Right. And I, I went back through like two different genealogy websites and dude, it it's real. <laughs> it's for real. So George Bush and uh Barack Obama are cousins with John Hinckley, who shot Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will investigate it. It's already it's already been 
the case is closed, as right. they say. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, over. Like, it's done. That's old news. Yeah. We're on to something yeah. else. Dude, I bet you Ted Bunny would have loved to be in the lead investigator on his case. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? There didn't seem like there's anything wrong here. It seemed like her face spontaneously combusted. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, it blew me away. Blew me away. Dude, so, like, that, that, that's that is kind of wild. So, yeah, that's it. So, Tecumseh, uh, 20 year curse. Yeah. All the presents. And now that's we're wild. just, now it's just a, a matter of time to find out if, uh, if it's true. If Biden, Biden bites it. Yeah. If he dies sometime between 2024, then we know that. Then we know that Reagan was held together by black magic, and we know that <laughs> George Bush, George W. Bush, is actually an android. an android. Right. Yeah. But that argues the true. fact that, like, if something happened to Biden, what makes you think they're going to release it? Like, why wouldn't they just, you know, put a clone, an android, uh, you know? Because they don't want him. Because they want Kamala Harrison there. Uh, true. I think that maybe if, she's I related that, to somebody. Dude, I don't know. I don't think any of them are Indian. <laughs> she's a hundred percent Indian. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, but how? Well, I was gonna say like yeah, but you never know. Like England invaded India, she could have like a distant. Yeah. Uh, On like, Barack you know, Obama's dad's side. She could yeah. be related somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I just you never know, man. Like that's just what's crazy about it. Genealogy is wild. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe five years ago she shuck, she uh, sucked Michelle Obama's dick. You know. Ah, <laughs> oh, if she, if we all could be so lucky. <laughs> God, he says it's bigger than Brock's, so. I mean, if that was true, I feel like whenever that's the case, that's always the case. Yeah. You're like, well, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to hook up with this person who is a female with a dong and then she's going to whip it out and it's going to be way bigger than mine. Yeah, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, listen, my, my buddy was telling me this story one time. He said he listen. Yeah, okay. He said, yeah, keep going. <laughs> he said he he said he met this girl at the bar. Super hot, right? Right. And she's like, come back to my place. He's like, All right, yeah, let's go back to your place. So they go back to her place. They start like making out on the couch, or whatever. And she kind of bends over in front of him and she's like, I like it in the butt and he's like what like i just met you you want to do anal yeah she's like she's like yeah like that's let's fucking do it like i want to put it just buried in my ass right now right and he's like and she he said that she just like just pulled down her underwear like her little panties just to so like her butt sticking out and he's like fucking rock hard let's let let's get it yeah so he starts nailing her in the ass right mm-hmm. and he's he's fucking going to town and she's 
fucking loving it. He's loving it. He reaches around to start fingering her while he's fucking her. Rock hard cock he grabs onto. Right. Rock hard cock. He's like, what the fuck? Jerks her off. I mean, it's the only polite thing to do at that point. It's the only thing he said. That's what he told me. He's like, it's the only thing I could do. It's the only thing I could think of to do. Yeah. It's like I fucking. She came in my hand. I came in her butt. We called it a day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at that point, what do you do? Really? (laughs) You're like, look, I can either get upset about this and leave, (laughs) but I still have a problem because I gotta, I gotta go home and crank one out or. I just, yeah, we'll just go ahead and do the thing and <laughs> tell my buddy Mike about it later. Yeah. 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 He still texts her every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, it just opened a whole new set of, a whole new avenue for you, didn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. No, yeah, don't got to worry about getting her pregnant. That's right, dude. Uh, hey, we're uh, we're all about that life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 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 we uh we uh support serverless thought supports all types of uh, relationships, no matter what they are. Yeah, and that's what we think. What do you think? Email us. At serverless thoughts gmail.com. And where can they find us in social media, Alex? <laughs> they can find us. Hold on. <laughs> I, was <having> a, <laughs> I was just having a recap in my head right before you were doing this. That's what I was laughing about. I was like, dude, we went from uh, president conspiracy that's killing people every 20 years to. <laughs> to a jump to, to a dude. Uh, Begging a trans woman in the ass. Uh, this is a great podcast, is what I'm trying to say, and I'm a big fan of it. And like, and I totally agree everything you said. We're all about people. It's all about love, people. You love who you're gonna That's love. Right. You're gonna make love to who you're gonna make love to. And sometimes right. you get a surprise. You can go with it. Or you can't, and we just that's suggest right. you go with it. Uh, well, so that's, that's exactly right. We do not discriminate. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, if you want to hear more of our soberless thoughts, uh, you could contact us at soberlessthoughts at gmail.com. We'd love to hear all things that you have soberless thoughts related. Like if you want to tell us about a drink, if you want to tell us about an idea, hell, if you want us to tell us a very involved story about relationships or love or conspiracies, anything that you have just brewing in your mind that you just got to get out to somebody. We're that somebody you need to talk to. Let us, we, hey, even if you don't want it, post, we won't even put your name. Just tell us the story. We love the stories, the content. Uh, now, other than that, we definitely would suggest you all go to all of our social medias and like, share, and comment. Uh, basically, Facebook at Soberless Thoughts, at Instagram at Soberless Thoughts. You can also go on Twitter at Think Soberless. Uh, and don't forget to also like, think, and com- like, think. I don't know why I said think. Like, share, and comment on all the podcatchers, meaning iTunes, Google Play, or 
Spotify or any other thing that actually catches our podcast. Tell your friends, family, loved ones, uh, random people you pick up at bars that I love this podcast and you will too. And listen and tell all your friends. Yeah. And your worst enemies. Yeah. Say that's I, what I, that's what I like to tell people. Tell your worst enemy like, that you hate yeah. this podcast and they'll listen yeah. to it and we'll thank you. That's right. That's right. Like this is a fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like what's that called soberless thoughts ah you wouldn't like it <laughs> you wouldn't like it right oh yeah why is it is it addicting no it's not it it's not habit forming <laughs> <laughs> is it expensive no it's the cheapest yeah. podcast there is <laughs> what well, i don't i don't want to get a hangover there's no hangover <laughs> right <laughs> well, is it going to make me limp dick? Like, no. Sex is even better while you're listening <laughs> to serverless thoughts. God, please, if you listen to us while you're having sex, please tell us about it because I want to know what's going on. <laughs> because if you can keep one going, you deserve an AVN male performer or female performer of the year award and i will definitely put your name in the ballot box oh for sure yeah yeah man all right so uh when you find yourself in that skillet you need to stay cheesy keep it greasy and flip on out hey there fellas my name is death so when you see me coming better hold your breath Some call me the repo man Cause I seem to collect wherever I am I'm often called the big finale I got a tendency for bringing the curtain down And I can't help my reputation precedes me Like clouds before the storm You'll run for cover, believe me And I start every conversation the same Saying, hey there fellas, my name is Death So when you see me coming, better hold your breath Cause I'm your last gasp, I'm your sweet retreat I'm the baddest motherfucker you will ever meet Cause I'm free to come and go as I please I wear the seven deadly sins upon my sleeve And I'm dying to meet you now I got a handshake, you'll never forget my friend I'm the end, my name is death I don't think I'm all working no play I've just got a knack for taking people's breath away It's not to say exceptions can't be made When the stones wrote me a song I cut them a break and I can't help them dress best in black Even better than the late great Johnny Cash And I shot Mormon in Reno than he ever did I told him, hey there fellas, my name is Death So when you see me coming, better hold your breath Cause I'm your last gasp, I'm your sweet retreat I'm the baddest motherfucker you will ever meet Cause I'm free to come and go as I please I wear the seven deadly sins upon my sleeve And I'm dying to meet you now I got a handshake, you'll never forget My friends, I'm the end, my name is death
from nuclear power to drugs and booze and but my favorite just might be the yellow man of surprise I whisper hey there fellas my name is death so when you see me coming better hold your breath cause I'm your last gasp I'm your sweet retreat I'm the baddest motherfucker you will ever meet cause I'm free to come and go as I please I wear the seven deadly sins upon my sleeve and I'm dying to meet you now I got a hand she'll never forget and I mean no disrespect but if you see me coming better run cause my name is death my name is death my name is death my name is death 